Two Finger Guns Club presents 28 in 28. Plus one. Join host Jordan Walder on day three of 28 and 28 as he talks with writers about their favorite pieces and the creative process behind them. Hey there, folks. My name is Jordan Walder. Today, we're going to be talking to some really special artists about stuff that they love, poetry, and other stuff, but mostly poetry. Anyway, enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, on the line, on the poetry hotline, if you will, I have with me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and pronunciation is not my strong suit here, Julie Dubell? Yeah, that's right, Julie right. Dubell. All right. Yeah, it's, my, it's actually my husband's name. Uh, well. <laughs> so I took my husband's name as a pen name because it's a little more original than just Hamel. I mean, <laughs> you know, both work, both work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. basically what, to fill you in and fill the audience in, what we're doing today is I asked you to kind of pick one of your favorite all-time pieces that you've written. Mm-hmm. So I'd like you to read it. And we're going to talk about it after, like what inspired you to write it, how you go about writing poetry, and what poetry means to you and what your writing means to you. As okay. in-depth or as shallow as we want to be, let's go ahead. So okay. do you have your piece? Yes, I have it in front of me. All right. Can we hear it? Yes, absolutely. So it's called Lingung Tang Park. It's actually a very soft-spoken piece because I didn't think I should do some really boisterous, loud, open, you know, <laughs> spoken word over the phone. Yeah. So, Lingung Tang Park, this is how it goes, and it's about uh, a moment in China because I taught in China for six months. Oh. Here we go. In Lingung Tang Park, summer lingers and willows sigh leaning over the riverbank like maidens with swaying tresses in the breeze. In Lingongtang Park, canna lilies spurt upwards, fountains of flaming reds bursting from large leaves unfurled in offering. In Lingongtang Park, magpies chatter at the end of October, take flight amidst fan-shaped saffron leaves that flitter to the ground. In Lingongtang Park, a middle-aged man plays an ancient trumpet, an invitation to inspiration, calling in the cooler days of November. In Lingongtang Park, a child cradles a leaf in her hand, a tiny triangular canvas for miniature paintings or traditional poetry. In Lingongtang Park, where ginkgo trees grow and families play, and old women sweep the marble pathways, one could fall in love there you go jordan (laughs) wow just the pictures that were painted with that that's that's insane well you have to know in china they have some of the most beautiful parks that you've ever been to right but uh and this was written in october after of course sweltering months of heat 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 because i was in the south of china i was not uh, i was close to shanghai in a place called jashin And uh, then suddenly the weather cooled, and before the pollution hit, because you go from steam to pollution, um, there were these few weeks of just fabulous weather, you know, just just beautiful. And I kind of fell in love with China at that moment. So I wrote this piece. Wow. Well, it is absolutely fantastic. Like, just just listening to you read that, I was like, wow, I feel like I'm there. (laughs) You're sweet. (laughs) 
I mean, it's crazy. So, so descriptive and so, like, imaginative. Thank um, you. Yeah. Well, okay, so we discussed, well, you totally described exactly what my first question was, but how did you, how did you go about writing that? Like, what told you to sit down and be like, no, this is what you have to write about? Or did you just decide one day... I'm going to write a poem. Oh, it it wasn't. I wrote a lot of poems about China, actually. The thing about writing or even um, music is that once you expat, if you're elsewhere and you're away from the familiar, um, you get a lot of inspiration. You know? Yeah, that's that's actually totally true. Yeah, so it started with, of course, writing a whole bunch of poems about China, some of which is, you know, some pretty boisterous spoken word, as I've said. And um, but this one was a quiet one after many walks in Lingongtang Park during that time where the weather kind of, you know, lifted and the air was breathable and you kind of felt good physically, you know, so, and mentally type of thing. And uh, I just, I mean, I observed the people in the park and uh, the children. And as you know, the ginkgo trees grow everywhere. And uh, I kept collecting these leaves. So I started off by collecting the nicely shaped leaves and I started doing a collage for my husband because my husband was here and I was there, right? So I prepared some little bits and pieces of artwork for him, you know, until I saw him the next time type of thing. And so that's how it came about. I mean, one stanza at a time. You could say it's more of like a sigh of relief, like there's there's something livable here and it's this is doable and there's a foreseeable future. Oh, it was, it's definitely doable. I, I mean, it's just a very difficult environment because yeah. of the pollution. Oh, yeah. You know, and we have, one has to keep in mind, and that's one of the poems I wrote afterwards, is that part of the pollution is due to the fact that China is our production house here in North America. Yeah. You know, so we're kind of like to blame. Just, <laughs> because just we, a lot, but yeah. You know, so we've moved everything there, and, uh, you know, all the production is there, all the American production is there, and these people, in order to make a living, uh, they live in pollution. But they are working at uh, stabilizing things, you know. They're uh, slowly but surely figuring out ways to clean up the mess. I mean, I'd, I'd hope so. Yeah. So what, I, what I'd kind of like to talk about here is, well, something something more of a personal matter here, because... Mm-hmm. This is the strangest part. When I when I booked this interview with you, I was like, "What am I going to say to Julie here?" <laughs> and it's and it's very strange because for those of you that don't know that are listening to this podcast, around uh, I think I must have been sixteen, so mm-hmm. yeah, probably around fifteen years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, around, yeah. Around fi- we've known each other for fifteen years. I know, no, we keep crossing paths. It is bizarre, and I, mm-hmm. I just actually wanted to say this and get this on record because I thought it would be interesting. Maybe, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but whatever. I'll just, I'll just say it anyway. You are kind of responsible for this whole poetry monster that I became because, <laughs> because of Megan. Megan, uh, I, I want to say Megan Price, but I might be wrong. Uh, no, that was her name. You're quite I, right. That, I think that's it. it was. Yep. Because of her project that she was working on. I ended up starting to write poetry and mm-hmm. that's where you and me first met because that's right. That's where the, that's where the details kind of go foggy. What event was that, that you invited us well, to? How that, 
that happened, how this took place is that I saw Megan's ad. She was looking for students, people like you, to participate in a spoken word event she was creating for her IB program. It was part of her program at uh, St. Thomas. Yes. And because I was teaching French at the time at St. Thomas, and then I went back to teach at the college level when, um, you know, the, the uh, another posting opened up again. So I was sort of there temporarily at St. Thomas. But because I'd started doing spoken word and because I'd looked into spoken word in greater depth, I contacted uh, Megan and I asked her if she wanted any assistance. So she agreed, and that's how you and I met, and this other person, there was another girl with you guys, you you were a trio. At the same time, I was organizing an event here in on the island of Il Perot. Yeah, that's so right. I, invited, I was trying to figure out where it was. I was like, what? That's I, right. <laughs> and I invited you guys to perform. So that was actually your first performance. That that was, and I still have the pictures of that, and good yeah, God, yeah, who, who let me out of the house with that outfit? Ah, people were so impressed with what you guys did, though. Uh, Just totally impressed. Jordan, you were amazing. I mean, I, I try, and I still write kind of the same way, but I, I just, it's insane to me that, that like this actually happened because I, I remember the car ride over thinking, this is really strange that we're doing an open mic poetry thing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's, it's like, this is the coolest it, thing ever. Yeah, it was meant to be, Jordan. It really was. Now, this is the last question, but I just want to ask you, what, when you're writing, like maybe not this piece in particular, because we discussed that because of the the visuals and all that stuff and the experience, but when you're writing, what inspires you to create? Like what, what is the driving force behind what makes you, you in writing, you know? Well, I think it's the same thing for anybody, really, unless you decide I want to write on a specific theme, and then you put yourself through this discipline of, oh, every day I'm going to write about love. You know, I think it really Which has... Which would be nauseating. <laughs> well, in the end, I think so, if you're forcing it anyway. I yeah. think it really has to do with, you know, the people I meet, the sounds I hear, the music. Music is a big inspiration to me. Um, when I listen to people in conversation, uh, when I see the news, for example, there are a few pieces that I've written that are, you know, maybe a little more political or angry, you know, things like that. So really, life is what inspires me, which means that there are months where I can't write a thing. I'm so glad you said that. For the last couple of months, I mean, recently, uh, it's it's been a little less droughty, if you if I can, I don't even know if that's a word, but I'll use it. There's been a drought creatively in my brain, but it's just like exactly what you just said. It makes sense because there's nothing there to make you want to write. But then all of a sudden there might be and it'll be amazing or it might be bad, but it'll be there. Oh, but it will reawaken because whatever it is that's inside of you will always be inside of you, Jordan. Exactly. So you don't panic when you've got moments of drought. You just sort of decide, well, this is my holiday. (laughs) And there, you know, there she goes inspiring me again. That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan, I'm so happy that we've connected. And I really can't wait to see you on the 9th. And I'm going to give you a copy of this little booklet. I was just going to say, I... Yeah, I'll give you, it's called China Sweet. It was a self-publication. I kind of had fun doing that myself because I've had other things published. Well, with, um, you know, with Erica, she published my first book of poetry in French and in English with um, Broken Rules Press. Yeah. And then I also published last year a book about teaching that I wrote in French, though. Oh. But it's a judgment on, you know, education in Quebec, so to speak. 
Oh. So, and then I did this, and I've had a few stories published in the Chicken Soup for the Soul. So, you know, I'm kind of writing all over the place. You yeah, know? look at that. Wow. That yeah, is... but when I see you on the 9th, I promise you, Jordan, I'm giving you a copy of this book. All right, so... And if it inspires you to put music to it, be my guest. It might. But actually, Julie, let's talk about the 9th. What is happening on the 9th of February? Okay, so the 9th of February, Cafe Poe is being reborn, and I ran the event here on the island for three years, and then the fellow that was uh, allowing us to host it decided he wanted to close, so we didn't have a venue anymore, and I didn't want to take anything in St. Anne's because I didn't want to compete with Twigs and Leaves, you know? I mean, Twigs and Leaves is like an icon, right? And then when I found out that Twigs and Leaves had taken a break, if not ended, then I thought, well, I'm going to look for another place. And I was across the street from Studio 77 at Le Peigny, and I went, oh, what is that? So I crossed the street. I met the fellow, the owner. I spoke to him for a while. We looked at uh, some dates, and we decided that it could be every second Sunday of the month, starting in February. And if all goes well after four months, we'll continue into the following year. We will have open mic at Studio 77 in Point Clair Village from 3 to 5, and it's open to music and poetry in all languages. Well, folks, there you go. If you have nothing to do, or actually, forget that, if not if you don't have nothing to do. If, if you you're curious, come and check it out. Yeah. If you want to have a great time, and I'm not just saying that because I love this stuff. Actually, I am, but come out. It'll be great. It's going to be, like, you might be afraid of it at the beginning, but it's a good fear because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. And you mm-hmm. might even want to get up and read something or Absolutely. make something up. Yeah. But, Julie, I just wanted to say thank you once again for being on the show. And uh, I guess we'll be seeing you on February 9th. Exactly. All well, right. So, Julie, do you can we reach you on Facebook or social medias anywhere? Absolutely. I have a page on Facebook called Cafe Poe. Cafe with a K. K-A-F-E. And then Poe, P-O-E, as in Edgar Allan Poe. Fantastic. All right, folks, you heard her. Check it out. See you on the 9th. Thank you, Jordan. You have a good evening. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right, folks, wasn't that fun? And now I'm going to throw it over to me, talking to not me, talking to another artist, live in a cafe in St. Anne de Bellevue. Anyway, enough of me. Here's to me. Sitting here in Twigs Cafe in St. Anne de Bellevue, across the across from the talented writer that is Miss Jocelyn. Now, I'm going to let her introduce herself because I just, I don't like words. And I'm doing a podcast about writers. It's weird. I know. Whatever. You'll enjoy it. I promise. Anyway, here's Jocelyn. Hello, people on the interweb, I imagine. Um, Yeah, my name's Jocelyn. I am, I guess if I were to describe myself, I am an autodidactic writer um, and schemer. Uh, For those of us that don't know what that means, what does that mean? (laughs) Uh, autodidactic, it just means that you're self-taught. So you taught yourself. I knew that. <laughs> I, I have a love of words, actually, so I think we might, this might be a... Fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess in terms of writing, it, it happened when I was, uh, it started when I was uh, 16, and from then on, I, yeah, we can, we can dive more into that later. What piece are we talking about today? Your favorite piece that you've written? 
What is it? And can we hear it? The answer, I hope, is both. Yes, to both. I don't know. Um, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad to share it with you. Um, so it's a piece that I wrote uh, last year, and it was at the request of uh, people that are really dear friends of mine, and uh, we come together and we make this wonderful uh, cabaret happen. And it's just this really uh, incredible time where unlikely people just... Uh, learn from each other and and build a stage and and uh, yeah can confirm pretty <laughs> awesome time <Not> gonna lie. <laughs> I, yeah and I haven't I've had some open mic mics there in that same space and this is just open mic but amplified absolutely so we have like all these different members of our community sharing in their talents and their yeah. skills and like um, and so when they ask me to come up and we've done it I think for like so many years. It started in the living room of a, um, a fellow friend, Vanita, who, who just loves um, connecting people. Uh, so it started in your living room? Yeah. And then it just grew from there. You mentioned this when this was written for one of those guys. Yeah. What was the request? It was just write something, make something up on the spot? Or... Oh, yeah. So the nature of the request was definitely ahead of time. It's just because I've shared my writings before that people can expect that I'll have poetry to to share with them. And, and it is of the more modern version. Like, it's uh, more... Uh, it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> of course we can. Can we hear it? Of course. Even though it does rhyme. Yeah. Oh, to utter as clear as the pearl within the stream. How will we grow as certain as the cedar in these tides that come and tides that abide? In all our weakness, we are met with untamable grace. So tend to the earth, the unapologetic wild and wood. Love utterly for the truth of mercy. Listen to one another, as to hear the oriole alighting amidst the wild cherry blossoms brimming with life, ephemeral, and at once eternal. Wow. I wrote this piece that I shared with you. Does it have a name or not? I don't title my poems. You don't? Emily Dickinson and I have a kind of kindred spirit that way. I never realized she... I guess I don't read much Emily Dickinson, I'll be honest. That's weird, though. Like, I feel like I have to. You know, like, I have to be like, this is finished now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a title on it, it's done. Mm-hmm. Or it's just an idea. Mm-hmm. That's, so, that's so strange. Anyway, now I forgot what you said because we went on that tangent. Your philosophy on poetry was yeah. once again. Oh, great. Um, yes. So, like, when I, when, when I go, uh, when I approach writing, if I can be honest, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because poetry in my life has always been a type of visitation. Yeah. It's like something that just um, it's kind of just like what I can understand is the wisdom of life speaking to me but that sounds a bit strange it's just it does but it doesn't because it's just like yeah I've had only I um, I used to have times in my life where I experienced sometimes um, I guess what's known as like catharsis um, and a letting go of a, of a lot of um, bent up emotion or, or things that are just hard to sift through and it's just sort of like you're you're working through that you're wrestling with that and it just 
but in moments like this, it's just it's just um, the sense of composure that I feel, the peace that I feel. Um, it just, um, if I can conjure an image, it would be like um, a cup being filled and overflowing. But other times it just feels like a seed that's coming through the soil, I guess. Yeah. You know, slowly but surely, just like, and it's reaching for growth and maturity. And um, uh, I guess what we love in the Western world, like self-actualization. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that I can recall writing this poem. I know where it was written and... and um, it was actually if I had spent the weeks before working with clay to make these animal masks. You know, I, it's weird. I think I remember talking about this, but go on. Because I, I do distinctly remember Jocelyn and animal masks, and I don't know what Go on. And go it's on. just like there's this wonderful time when in other, within other art forms where you can just um, enter, into, enter into a wonderful... Um, a quietude that is a luxury when you when you don't have uh, children to look after or um, or any other pressing need and you can just sort of uh, contemplate while you're working with this very viscous material and and I think it kind of helped my mind reach that place of um, composure about this piece. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, uh, that's going to be where we end with Jocelyn today. Because from then on in that conversation, we went deep. And it kind of got away from the topic, but I had a great time doing it. And maybe one day I'll have Jocelyn back and we'll, uh, we'll finish that conversation with you guys under different circumstances. But for now, I'd like to end the show with, uh, with one of my own. One of my own pieces. Uh, here, I don't know if you can hear that paper, um, but yeah, that's my it's my trusty red notebook that I write things down. It's my naughty red notebook, as they say. And this one, um, I, I wrote this one very recently after watching quite a bit of the show Letterkenny. And one of my favorite comedians of all time has got to be K. Trevor Wilson. I think his delivery is the best on the show at times because they're all amazing anyway think think of this in squirrely dan's voice from that show and it makes it even better here we go this is called friggin a well suppose you do make a mountain out of a molehill really depends on your perspectives think about it what does this situation look like from an ant's perspective one is just a hill, and the other is so frickin' big, you wouldn't even dare to imagine it. Unless you're that one ant that decided, screw it, I'm gonna climb that thing, even if it kills me. The type of ant that the other ants look up to, you know? It's ant with a capital A, as in frickin' A, I'm an ant. Again, I guess it's all about perspective, I guess. Thank you, folks, for listening. Um, <laughs> there is no meaning behind that one. I just thought it's hilarious when I wrote it. And, uh, yeah, from an end's perspective, this show is done. From my perspective, this show is done. And from your perspective, I hope you've had a good time. And that's the show. Enjoy the rest. Enjoy the rest.
Ta-ta for now. This episode written and hosted by Jordan Walder. Produced by Tina Lullum. Stick around for the rest of the month. We have 29 episodes in total, and we're so excited to show you what we've been working on. If you like what you heard, you can follow us on social media, Two Finger Guns Club, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we're very excited to announce we have a Patreon. You can find us over at patreon.com TFGC. Like one of the episodes you heard on 28 and 28? Let us know on Patreon. When you become a member, you get the chance to vote for your favorite episode that we will be making into a full season. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew pew!